Hello everyone and welcome to What Gets You Cooking, the podcast giving you a new way to look at food, cook it and share it. This is Virginie, your host, and every Thursday I'm publishing a new episode, a solo cast or interviewing a food expert to share our experiences and tips to simplify your cooking. Hello, hello everyone. Today my guest is Lisa Murray, retail manager at La Cocina and she's going to share with us her perspective on food and tell us about how she got involved with La Cocina. Welcome, Lisa, and thank you for being our guest today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. So we first met last June at Mayor London's Breeds Women's Summit in San Francisco, Be Invincible. And I was really impressed with what La Cocina has to offer, and thank I'm uh, really glad that you're our guest today. Thank you. So do you want to now tell us how did you get involved yourself into cooking? Yes, for cooking for myself, I have always cooked. Uh, I come from a very large Italian family where we cooked every Sunday for large group of people, uh, for us 15, 18 people. Uh, for dinner. And so it was a production from Friday evening. Yeah, Friday that's a big table. It's a big table. So from Friday afternoon through Sunday, my mother and my grandmother made everything from scratch. Nothing was store-bought. So if we were having pasta, we made pasta, we made all the dough. If we were doing anything, it was all fresh. So from a very early age, I started cooking. I, I remember greens and beans and cheese being a staple uh, almost every dinner ravioli linguine things like that uh, fish uh, huge fish dinners uh, italians or the maybe italian americans um uh, do this seven uh, the feast of the seven fishes every christmas eve and so uh it was something that uh, when my mother and grandmother after my grandmother passed uh, my mom just it was too much work for her i took over uh, doing the seven fishes. It was something that, um, and I still do today, even though my mom has passed, I do it for friends and family. It's something that, uh, that I just love. It uh, reminds me of them and it reminds me of cooking with them. It just reminds me of what, how I grew up and the smells that would fill the house and the, the anticipation of, of family dinners. It just meant so much. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it really, really was. And I think that that's, you know, part of that, I feel that when I'm in the kitchen at La Cocina, I feel that when I'm, when you talk to any of the entrepreneurs, food is a connector for me. Um, it is a way to show how much you love someone. It's a way to start conversations. It's a way to, I don't want to say breaking bread, but it was just, it's, it's always been a constant. Food has always been uh, and dinner, sitting down at dinner. It's something that we do every night, even with my family. Uh, still, to this day, we sit down every night for dinner, uh, and it's important. Yeah, I agree with you. And just to back up a little bit yeah. and uh, tell everyone who is listening what La Cocina is. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, La Cocina is a nonprofit kitchen incubator. Uh, we work primarily with women from immigrant communities and communities of color. You don't have to be from those two communities, but those are who we serve. We work with women who are trying to forge a pathway to economic 
flexibility. We are going into our 15th year. We have incubated over 100 businesses. And today we have 73% of those businesses are still producing between uh, packaged goods, cookies, confections, juices, things like that, to prepared foods, sit down, full services on restaurants, to food carts, food trucks, uh, to catering and production companies. Pretty amazing. Wow, that's very diverse. It is. It is. So how did you get involved yourself with La Cocina? My husband and I moved from the East Coast. We moved to California, to San Francisco, six years ago. I had always been in the uh, hospitality industries, into retail industries, most of my adult and professional life. But I, I knew, I, my son was young, he was eight, um, and I did not uh, want to go back to traditional restaurant where I would be working weekends and nights and holidays. And so Caleb Diggs, who was our executive director, uh, we actually worked together when he was 17. This was a long time ago and uh, had followed him. I knew what he was doing, knew, uh, read about what he was doing and the mission of La Cocina. And I approached him uh, when we moved here and uh, he said, I can't, I remember talking to him and he said, I, I can't pay you. I said, oh, I want to do anything. Let me, <laughs> let me volunteer. And he yeah. said, okay. He said, then, uh, you know, absolutely love to have you. And I worked with a, a few of the entrepreneurs as they were graduating, developing systems, mostly front of the house. But I have, I've always had this really deep appreciation and respect for chefs uh, and for what goes, what goes on in the back of the house. It was part learning, part wanting to share what I've come to know of the industry and kind of everything just, you know, amalgamated from that. I felt like I had something to give back, something to do and something that I could share. After a few, uh, a few months of volunteering, uh, Caleb approached me and he said, I have this, we have this kiosk with the ferry building. Would you be able to help part-time? Yes, of course, 20 hours a week. Sure. And then within six months, that job uh, morphed into a full-time position. Oh, wonderful story. Yeah, beautiful story. And the retail, uh, I'm the retail manager for the organization. And when I started, the retail encompassed, we have a kiosk at the ferry building where we promote and sell the packaged goods that come out of our kitchen, of our computer kitchen. Um, we also have a robust catering program. As the entrepreneurs are building capital, as those prepared food vendors are building capital, uh, catering is a really good pathway to, to practicing what they, what they know. Uh, there's a, a low risk opportunity. You know always how much, what the job is going to pay. You know what the, the cost of that job will be. And so it's a real, like, no risk, very easy way to, to escalating and to scaling up. And so we do that. One, we start out, they start out really small groups and then, and then grow from there. And most of what catering is is about building confidence. So you want to make sure that entrepreneurs have a good experience, that the customers are having a good experience. They like their food. They like the service that we're providing. And they can grow their tools and their toolbox, and their skills for those early opportunities. Early stages, yeah. Yes. Right now, at Lacosinas, we've grown so much in the past couple of years. And it's been here now five and a half years. We've separated that. So 
we have someone who manages of the rest the catering arm and then someone who uh, manages uh, the retail arm which is me we provide part of our my job and part of our jobs are to provide and find opportunities for these entrepreneurs as they scale up how do they come all those entrepreneurs is it uh, mostly word of mouth or how do you get to help so many people that's a really great question um most of it part of it is word of mouth we work also with a couple of um, other nonprofits in the city and in the bay area that will reference or provide um we will give our you know a reference to someone who is looking to start a food business we work with meta we work with the women's building and many many more that if they know that someone who is looking to start a food business will um forward them to us and so we interview uh once the interview process gets going there's some cooking there's cooking involved we have to taste their food but for general uh public and I'll, I'm sorry I jumped forward most of our entrepreneurs have been cooking informally and so we know that if you uh we learn of people who are running informal kitchens uh we try to meet them talk to them taste their food and see if formalizing is an option for them if they like to do that sometimes entrepreneurs in their own mentoring will know that someone who works with them or a family member who would like to start a business will then bring them uh, introduce them to La Cocina and to our program sometimes we have different events we have different mentors that food industry leaders that will provide uh different opportunities where we'll meet people like invincible in June i think we met three or four different people who had actually applied at La Cocina or thinking about us or thinking about applying you know the idea is that we do a lot of events where we want we hope that someone who is struggling or wants to open a food business just has questions we have what we call office hours at Lacos you know where you can call in for an hour or meet with us and we just talk about your business um it doesn't have to be a Lacos you know business but it's important to have it's important to find a place where you can feel safe where you feel that you can talk about an idea if that's what it is um and someone to point you in the right direction if we don't have the answers we'll find someone that does if you're not ready for lacosina we'll point you into where you need to go to get that start i think having those types of resources and those types of relationships is the one thing that lacosina does so well forging those relationships with those other nonprofits yeah yeah i think um especially for women especially for i think for immigrant women or working class you know low income who feel that the only pathway for a lot of those women the only pathway to economic stability is through just through food it's what they know yeah. it's what they so it's not learning a new skill it's what they've already been doing and a lot of entrepreneurs that mean that come to us they've been cooking for so long um, we know their cooking is good we know that their food is delicious it's just now how do we get them to where they can be economically stable and so how did that uh change your perspective on food like working with all of those i yeah entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs who yeah ignored what their I, passion was for so long i think even for my own mother i think had there been had she found something like la cocina i think her pathway would have been different So I think of that and I think of how can you how can you support 
someone who really wants to one make a better life for her children and for the next generation who wants to uh, you, you find themselves here and they find themselves I will jump we talk about migration a lot you know we talk about why someone does what they do and we all do something we all move we all migrate we all move for a better opportunity or for something right and so Absolutely. yeah and we feel like for me these women are amazing and I struggle to like not I struggle to work harder because they work so hard and to seeing their dreams come true I want to I want to be the facilitator of that dream in any way possible whether it's small or large I've always known the hard work I've always known what 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 it would take to have a food business and I I, I think I knew that I never really saw it though until working for La Cucina. And yeah, this is really difficult. Doing all of these interviews, it's, uh, it's definitely um, a big, big commitment. Yeah, yeah. You don't realize what every woman is going through and how she's gotten to this place. And, and so for me, it changes my perspective in, in ways where I, you know, I, I'm, still, I'm still learning. Every day, I, I learn something new about the women that we work with, or about someone's culture or about why someone uses something in in their cooking or uses a technique there are so many stories to be told right um, yeah absolutely and it's a it's a big inspiration i can uh, i can understand i know i really do enjoy being in the kitchen and and, and talking to our entrepreneurs and learning about them I know there's lots of different cuisines that I, I never really sought out or to learn about. La Cucina has really helped with that. I can't say that I ever wanted to eat bugs or never even <laughs> thought about eating insects. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, learning about different cultures that already eat insects as part of their daily diet and what benefits can come from that. So many benefits and that you take for granted. So I feel like there are lots of you know, Don Bogito is our is a, uh, the business. Monica Martinez is just a wealth of information about what she does. Who has an MFA from RISD um, and has decided that this is the path that she wants to wants to lead and doing so fiercely. You know, when someone talks to you about insects, and she can for a long period of time. It's just it's remarkable. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, so I understand that the, you get to uh, share your food at work. Why do you say that, you know, why does it matter so much to you about, you know, what's most important about sharing the food at home or at work? You know, I love you. She goes, I know you love me because you always try to feed me. What my staff will say is just inherent in me. Most of our conversations happened around the kitchen table. Most of our decisions that were made, I, I remember being around the kitchen table or the dining room table. When I was younger, most of my laughter and, you know, friendships all happened around the, the table. I found my way in this crazy restaurant hospitality industry where, where relationships were forged around a table. And so I, I just think that that is, is a way to honestly show someone how much you love them by cooking for them and how you cook for them and how you treat them, how you serve them. It's all important to me from how the plates are presented, how, 
how it's cooked, how it's, how it's prepared, how it's served, just super important. And that I find that details are, for me, are, are what guides me. Certain smells, certain types of techniques, I find that learning those and there's a level yeah, about if you're in the kitchen and you're talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About that I'm a, I'm curious. What's your favorite food or your favorite tool of the moment? My favorite my favorite food right now are leeks. I love leeks and I love anything with butter and leeks. Yes. <laughs> Me too. Uh it's this it's that beautiful aroma that comes from sauteing butter with leeks. Mm-hmm. For those people who are listening and are thinking, you know, that seems complicated. It seems to take a long time. What's your favorite, like super quick thing that you love to make that is really simple when, uh, you know, when you're in a rush for dinner or something? Yeah, uh, we do a salmon. Um, right now, my biggest fun thing to do is salmon with a miso glaze. It's so flavorful and so easy a little marinade and then into the oven for a short time. And while that's done, we can do a green or a potato. But most likely right now, our go-to is a piece of salmon, which we do once a week uh, with a miso glaze. Mm, it's, that sounds if you find, Yeah, yeah. Aiden, one of our entrepreneurs, Mariko, does the shiokoji and the country miso out of our kitchen. And it's just so flavorful and so good for you. So mm. it, it makes it, it makes it easy right? Yes. A staple, like I said before, I'm Italian, very simple, olive oil, garlic, salt and pepper, and a little bit of red pepper, red chili flake. Mm-hmm. If we can, that's pretty much how we dress every green. I know it might mm-hmm. sound boring after a while, but it's so delicious. Keeps everything pretty fresh. I completely agree with you. Um, it's like eternal, go back to always. Yeah. <laughs> garlic, even a bit of parsley if you have and parsley, it. Yes. And yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what about, you know, people who might want to volunteer or yeah. eat something from La Costina? How, how can they get in touch? How can they know about all of your events or oh. different foods that you offer? Yes, thank you for mentioning that and asking that. If you wanted to visit lacostinasf.org, and I can spell it L-A-C-O-C-I-N-A, S as in Sam, S as in Frank.org. Uh, we have events listed on our website. We have a way to volunteer. We have ways to shop. If you were looking to uh, look at different events on October 12th is our uh, San Francisco Street Food Festival, which we've produced for, this is our 10th year, our 10th anniversary, and where we have 60 different vendors. Oh, wow. That's uh, a lot. Vendors. Yeah. It's really lovely. Um, it's a... The modest $5 entrance fee if you buy the tickets beforehand or $10 at the door. Um, and if you wanted to, right now we have a special, we have a, um, a cookbook with a ticket if that's what you wanted to do. We have on our website, you can see all of the restaurants that are uh, in, the, in the Bay Area. Uh, they're all in the Bay Area, but in San Francisco and the East Bay. Um, right now we have 36 restaurants. Well, we don't, but our entrepreneurs do which run the gamut from, from Mexican, from Oaxacan, to Cambodian, to Vietnamese, to papusas and El Salvador. So just a really rich, diverse group of restaurants. Uh, we also have catering if you wanted to get involved that way. If you wanted to volunteer for any of the events, 
Um, there are two types of volunteers. One would be on a project base. If you're in, if you have a specific skill or specific, you know, like or want to do, or just a general volunteer, which um, you volunteer when we need extra bodies and extra help and extra support, we reach out to you for it. And so those opportunities happen six or seven times a year. We have a really lovely storytelling event called F&B, so a food and beverage, the voices of the kitchen. It's to elevate the voices from the kitchen that are very seldom heard. Yeah, that's, so, that sounds really amazing. Uh, it's so wonderful. It's at the Brava Theater in, on 24th Street. Really a, a lovely night, stories. And our next one that's coming up is no, uh, November 6th, which is it's about migration actually, which is going to be, uh, I think, really moving and really beautiful. Yeah, and so important and to so talk about. so you'll hear about. some stories from our entrepreneurs. It really is. We also published a cookbook this year, which was really lovely to do. And so there are 40 migration stories um, and over 100 recipes, which I think you may have, did you get to see the book yes. at Invincible when you were there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful so, book. It's um, really well made. Amazing pictures. Yeah. Colors. I mean. And almost taste pictures. and smell everything looking at the pictures. I think you're absolutely right. And I think that the stories make the food taste better. Absolutely, if that's yes. possible. You know, and so I think it's important to read the stories and understand where these entrepreneurs uh, have come from and the importance of their food and their stories and their voice. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's more than food, but, um, but the food looks great. The food looks great. Mm -hmm. It really does. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it's been a joy. We've been on a uh, food tour on a food tour on a book tour since June um, and it's been really well received wonderful it's lovely to see yeah. yeah thank you so much for being with us today Lisa thank you so much thank you everyone for listening to our weekly episode of what gets you cooking if you liked it review it on apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast that's the best way to support it thank you again and see you next week